You can find the comic book characters on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash kneelbeforepod or follow us on Twitter at cbcharacters. You can also email us at cbcharacters at gmail.com. And now you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Search comic book characters. Hey everyone out there in the CBC universe, it is your friendly neighborhood podcaster Alfred and I've got with me our new, uh, I guess temporary permanent co-host, and I, huh? the, the colossal, not full of constipation, Chris Gossidus, I said not full of constipation. I mean- there are other words that begin with C. If you're looking for alliteration, man, it's just... I said colossal. Constipation. Yeah, I mean, compared with constipation, I don't... I don't colossal I, constipation, Chris Gossett. Motherfucker. What's up? What's uh, up, man, homie? Stanley is, uh, you know, he's turning in his grave right now. <laughs> his premature grave. <laughs> I mean, I think he's running out of that, that bone solve. That he got from the de- you know, from the bones of Jack Kirby, the grind up bones, ground up bones of Jack Kirby. Uh, all, yeah, man. How- There's all those crazy parties in the '80s. I mean, that that stuff just kind of goes, you know. Yeah, man. I. It's like Hugh Hefner, Stanley, Keith Richards. Those drugs are keeping them alive. Those, those drugs from the '70s are keeping them oh, alive yeah. now. They're, they're yeah, yeah. They're still in their systems. That's. It's like They've the been su- slowly themselves. It's the super soldier serum, but in real <laughs> life. Uh, all right, so uh, yeah, we're we're broadcasting here live out of San Antonio, Texas, uh, on a Friday night. I'm sorry, Deuce Dime, homie. Yeah, I thought you said Bruce Lee. For the two ten. The two ten. The count countdown <laughs> city. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about this week, and I would say I I think. Not very many people would argue the biggest thing to drop <clears throat> is the, the Rogue One trailer that came out. There are a lot of people out there that kind of had reservations about the movie. They weren't sure if it was really going to have the feel of a Star Wars film. Uh, there was the... there was the uh, It had come out a while back that there were all these reshoots and they were going to have to right. do some editing magic with the film. And, you know, people started to get a little concerned. That was then, this is now, like, it seems to me, like, across the board, everybody is off their, off their keisters and on their feet for this movie now, uh, because of this trailer. What are your, what are your initial thoughts and feelings of the Rogue One trailer that got dropped, uh, that dropped this week? Um, so, I was definitely on board, uh, because it has Star Wars attached to it immediately, <laughs> so, I'm, I'm that level of Star Wars nerd, I'm, I'm down. Uh, I wish I could have bought advanced tickets as soon as I heard about it being produced. Um, no, this trailer was great. Uh, I mean, it showed a little bit more of like, how they're building this world. Uh, it kind of opens with a shot that's really reminiscent of Inglorious Bastards almost. Right. When uh, when the Jew hunter, Hans Landa, he's coming to uh, to get uh, to get that one family, uh, the Pedit's family. So uh, it was really kind of cool. It's like, you know, I could see why there might have been some reshoots if it was tonally too dark. <laughs> They needed to kind of provide some levity. Uh, yeah, no, it looked great. Um, there's a whole lot of stuff. Where do you want to start? I mean, uh, so what what stood out for what stood out the most to you? 
do you think? What is the one thing in this in this particular trailer? Is it that opening? Is it the music? Is it uh, is it yeah. Forrest Whitaker's chicken feet? Like, what do you? Jesus, dude. Yeah, let's not bury the lead. Let's talk about that at the jump. Let's. Forrest Whitaker is a robot chicken in this movie. <laughs> it, it is amazing. I think his hair got blown out too. In the first trailer, he looked kind of like he had a almost cornrows or something. Yeah. Or he looked like, you know, he looked really like, short hair. He looked like the dude from The Counting Crows. All right. <laughs> you know, the lead singer for The Counting Crows? It's a guy that looked like that. Man, it's going to be a long December. Um, oh. But <laughs> yeah, no, he, he's, he looks like he eats out of garbage cans. It's amazing. He's just hobbling around, you know, shaking a stick about a dream or something. I think he says like, um, I, "Now you you corrected me, but I th- I thought yeah. initially after seeing the trailer that he said, fear the dream.' But it's <laughs> you think he says save the dream, which actually would make save, a lot a lot more sense. Yeah, you have to cl- kind of close one eye to hear him correctly, but it's uh, oh. save the dream." Save the rebellion, or whatever. I mean, whatever accent he's trying to accomplish. Uh, but yeah, I kind of enjoy Fear of the Dream. It's like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? I don't know, but that's a great sentence. I mean, if you yeah. can, if you can throw in Fear of the Dream into your dialogue somehow, I say go for it. I think that that takes us into some interesting places. Uh, for yeah. me, and again, <clears throat> I don't know why I keep harping on this. I don't mean to do this, uh, but maybe I'm just in this mood lately. The music. I thought was really great. Um, Yeah. For the trailer, uh, it's, you know, we were talking before about how a lot of times, especially in the Marvel universe, um, you don't see a lot of orchestral stuff. Obviously, Star Wars is very strongly connected to orchestral score. Oh, shit. Uh, Yeah. But but this trailer uh, was, the. I mean, we've only seen a little bit of Rogue One to this point anyway, but I really feel like the music in this trailer really puts you in in that world. Um, but it was also, as grand as it is, it's very kind of dark and a little somber uh, overall in tone for the music. And my first yeah. thought, my first thought for this trailer, and let me know what you think, was mm-hmm. that this film is very adult. It seems like a very adult Star Wars film. Unlike The Force Awakens and literally on the opposite side of the universe away from Phantom Menace. Uh, and Galaxy Far, Far Away. Right, which whereas Phantom uh, Menace is like almost like a children's film a lot of the time. Uh, mostly mostly to its detriment. Right. He goes, we I think he goes, we at one point. So... It's pod racing. Oh, but so, so as much as, like, to its detriment, that is a children's film. Yeah. This film feels very adult. It feels like the most yeah. adult of all of the Star Wars films to this point. Right. To we me. have children in peril. We have children in peril the way we haven't seen that before, and that's, you know, strikes a really kind of a emotional, emotionally resonant chord in adults. Like, uh, that completely awakens your parental instincts. Like, my God, this little girl, she's very scared and alone. And then it cuts to her waking up. And then um, I think the part that really kind of fit that tone that you're describing is when uh, I think the rebellion is rescuing her. And like a, a charge, an explosive charge has gone off. And there's that ringing in her ears. Mm-hmm. And it's from her point of view. And uh, I was like, oh, that's, that's nice. That's a good touch. I mean, we definitely haven't seen that before. Yeah, it's very. it seems very high stakes and, and gritty in a way that we really haven't seen Star Wars to this point. Um, 
So yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm trying to think of any. I mean, beyond Forrest Whitaker's chicken feet, uh, <laughs> there was one thing I kind of noticed. Uh, yeah. There was a really, there's a really quick shot um, in the like it was establishing shot, kind of almost like how that one down Star Destroyer was a big set piece for the trailer of Forrest Awakens, mm-hmm. um, like on on Jakku. There right. was a big shot of like like an establishing shot of this one looks like Jedi kind of statue that's kind of fallen over. Um, it's like real, it's real quick. It's in the beginning, like, uh, 10 seconds, I think, or maybe 15, 20 seconds. But, um, yeah, it looks like a big Jedi statue and it's kind of just tumbled over. It looks like it's in ruins now. And yeah, I don't know why that kind of stuck out to me, but it really did. Maybe like, you know, oh, the Jedi were, you know, they had all the excesses of, of Rome when back when Rome was in their height. Right. They, uh, they, you know, they just had temples onto themselves and statues for statues sake. I don't know, maybe it's the Sith in me kind of coming out as I as I age. You're like, uh, good, you damn Jedi, you damn hippies. <laughs> I wish a, Order 66 was given all the time. Get a real job. but just, In my eyes, the Jedi are evil. Oh, man, I hate sand. It's coarse Ow. and dry. <laughs> gets everywhere. Gets every- it does get everywhere, though, man. Like... I mean, have you been to the beach lately? It's it's ter- sand is terrible. Anything isn't wrong. I, I uh, haven't been to the beach. I think my car has sand in it already. There you go. Sand is terrible. Sand, Anakin's not wrong. If the one thing he wasn't wrong about, he he could have he could have articulated it better probably, but he wasn't wrong. Um, it's nervous. He was around a girl. <laughs> a real pretty girl. Like he's like, oh, it's my it's a pretty girl. I really like her. Um. But yeah, this this film, I'm really curious. You know, early on, a lot of a lot of the buzzwords you would kind of hear about this. A lot of people were sort of comparing it to like a war film, like a Saving Private Ryan type movie. Mm-hmm. And you really, I think, as we're starting to see more images from the film, especially in this trailer, that that seems pretty close to being on point. Like. I thought it was right. interesting that those were words used to describe it initially, but it looks like that is very accurate. Yeah, and also getting a real um, kind of going back to its uh, to its roots, almost like you know, getting the whole squad together. They're they're doing the whole thing where there's like a it's like a party. It's like almost like in a fantasy story. You have to have the archer, the the lancer, the whatever. But there's like different people that definitely feel that they occupy some sort of archetype, like the blind kind of bow staff user. Right, right. The Donatello. He's one, one with the force. Yeah, he's one with the force. Uh, you know, sometimes you have to have a rogue thief. Mm. Oh, why did I even bother? Yeah. What did you think was oh going to happen? Anyway, uh, one thing I did want to point out real quick before we move on is that um, so I think we we talked about this off the air, but I'm I'm now if it's staying true to like what we think is the canon in, in history of Star Wars, all of these characters should die, right? In order for you know because they say in one of the in like what is it? Is it in New Hope or maybe Empire Strikes Back? Oh. Or like you know many Bonthans died. Now these aren't Bonthans. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. But that was like, uh, that was died to get these plans. So you yeah, assume that, a, that a lot of these people aren't making it out, but right. just right off, Whitaker dead. Um, dead. Asian dude, Donatello, gone. He's dead. He's already half dead. He's, he I can't mean, see. Boy, He's can't mostly see. dead already. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, there's one guy, not Diego Luna, but maybe Diego Luna, but not. But, but I'm not talking about him this time. There's, oh, there's wait, wait, wait. What's his last name? 
Diego Luna, is it Luna? He's definitely dying. Yeah, minority. He's he's dead. Okay, okay. So Diego Luna. There's a guy, and I don't even know what his name is. I don't know what the actor's name is. I don't know what the character's name. He's got goggles and a, like a five o'clock shadow. And there's one oh, yeah. scene where he's like bracing himself up against like a cargo crate, and he looks real like, oh shit, I'm about to turn around and get killed. And he's going to turn around and get killed. I'm calling it. That yeah. guy is definitely dead. That guy is the most dead of all of them. Uh, and then, so that that's, that's lock it in. Those people are dead. I don't know about the rest yet. Uh, anyone in particular for you that appears to be extra dead? Oh! Uh, Oh, wait, the yeah, yeah go, ahead. go ahead no go ahead because i think you might say it okay right. uh the the not grand moff tarkin but the dude who looks like grand moff tarkin right and the, the white boobs and the stuff. dude who's yeah. gonna get killed by darth vader right like yeah no he's getting <laughs> he's, choked out he's, he's getting i think lightsaber i think lightsaber through the heart like i think he's I, he's getting killed that guy's dead too um yeah. Yeah. So okay, well, we got we should keep tally of that. We'll come back to it after the movie comes out. But I think I feel safe in our picks. No, we safe. called it. Um, no, there's I have no good transition for the next topic. But so uh, Scarlett Johansson was interviewed. Wait, by... wait, 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 wait. Okay, Scarlett's a star, dude. Just start there. Okay. Right in star. a galaxy closer to our home and our hearts, the star. What star? Is embattled in her own war. The 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 war to get a female lead superhero film made. You know, see, uh, there. Scarlett Johansson was recently interviewed by Variety magazine, and they asked her about possibly doing a Black Widow movie. She gave a very sort of politically correct, like not well, yeah, not not. Uh, not rubbing the studio the wrong way kind of like, cause I feel like she really does want this movie to happen. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And, 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 you know, she's talked about wanting to exec produce before on this film and it's not, you know, obviously it's not entirely in her control, but in the interview, she basically gave like a, a, a sort of a, a, a blase answer where she said, you know, um, if it's something that the fans want that would that would that would have a lot of positive reaction, uh, it's obviously something I would like to do. And mm-hmm. you know, if we get enough momentum, then I could see it happening. It, it was a lot of talking without talking kind of thing, right? Yeah. Um, which, you know, unfortunately for a lot of these stars that are involved in the Marvel universe and Mac universe, that's kind of the line that they have to they have to toe. You know. Um, because as great as these films are, and as 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 well oiled of a machine as M- the MCU is, or uh, Marvel Studios, I guess, uh-huh. they're they're very like what they say goes right, and whatever decisions they make are pretty final. Do you right. think we're gonna ever see a a Black Widow film? Well, I mean, to actually your point, I mean, with the mouse in charge now, they've got to be on eggshells whenever they do these interviews, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, you know what? I think a Black Widow movie was probably going to depend on how well the live-action Ghost in the Shell movie kind of does. Because she's, she's the, the main lead for that. She's right. uh, the major. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm sure that's like a, a her way of saying, like, hey, I can hold a movie by myself. This is, this is doable. Um. Well, not only that, she's proven that before with that movie Lucy, which is not a good movie. Uh, 
I mean, I, I, it's entertaining in a way, but it's not like a great movie or anything. And it, it, it did really well. So did it? I mean, comparatively to its budget, yeah, it, it, it made its money over multiple times. And I remember, especially after that movie came out, there were quite a few articles that were like, is, is this the thing that's going to show, uh, that, that Scarlett Johansson is bankable on her own as an action star? And I really thought we were going to see more traction on the Black Widow front as a solo film, but we still don't have it. And I don't, you know, I really feel like we're going to have a Miss, not Miss, a Captain Marvel film before Mm. we have a Black Widow film, which is kind of crazy to me. Like, I don't know, you know. It's weird. They really love to plan all these out, like, way in advance. Like, Mm. so there's no room in the production schedule almost right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Mm. because we haven't even gotten to, like, a. Well, there's Guardians two coming up after. I, I don't even know the order. I don't. But, I, I'll yeah. top my head. I don't know the order either. Uh, I know Doctor Strange is coming up. That's all. That's all I got. <laughs> that's as far as I can go. <laughs> Doctor Strange and Rogue One is coming out. I think after that, and then I don't know. I have no. So idea. you know, if uh, if they if they kind of do a crossover with Blizzard and make it a Black Widow maker movie, then uh, no one. Is I think that, that might appeal. No one is getting that reference. <laughs> Shout out to Overwatch. What's uh, up, y'all? Man, by the way... I, 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 I see you in the rank matches. Yeah, okay. Right. Uh, by the way, like, find us on, on, on PS4 out there. Uh, <laughs> what's what's my gamer tag? Digital, I think, is my gamer I don't Digital, know. Everything's, I think everything for you is digital. That's my thing. That's my thing. Find me. Find me on Overwatch and kill me, because I'm not very good at it. By the way, this is a real quick tangent that, you know... If you play Overwatch and just, yeah. but take that whole game and that engine, but just put Marvel characters over it, it would be one of the greatest video games of all time and probably the greatest comic book video game of all time. I really, Marvel, really please. wish somebody would make this happen. It is. Oh my God. It's so there. It's just right there, right there, ready to happen. Just make it happen. Just. It, it would make Hawkeye look amazing. Yeah, right. You take Hanzo, you make him... Wait, is it Genji? You take Genji and then make him Hawkeye. You make you turn Mei into, like, Iceman, right? You, oh, uh, dude, yeah. Reinhardt into Hulk. and Diva, you reconfigure into, like, Iron Man, probably, of some sort. Anyway, it's, it's a tangent, but just... Yeah. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, watch, like, we a Twitch... Out the audience. Watch, like, a Twitch feed or something of Overwatch... And just picture that, but with but with the Marvel or even DC characters, just overlaid on top of it. It would be amazing. I really, 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 really wish that would happen. Um, Doctor Strange could be Zenyatta, and that is the perfect segue to talk about the other uh, kind of trailer teaser go. that we got, which was Doctor Strange. I think this is the last one. I hope this is the last one. Ig and I have talked about this before where, uh, you know, we always get concerned that, that they're going to reveal too much with these trailers. Uh, Warner Brothers oh. has definitely done this before. Marvel's pretty good about it, but you just never know. You know, you, you don't want anything that's going to spoil major plot points of the film. Um, but we saw this last trailer, and it's it's got... I mean, there's actually a couple. There's like a TV spot. There's the international trailer. I think there's two TV spots in the international trailer. But what we get out of it, we get a little bit of levity. Um, 
at one point we have Cassilius, who's the villain in Doctor Strange meet for the first time, and Cassilius calls him Mr. Strange. Um Actually oh, it's Doctor. Actually it's Doctor, and then he and then I actually saw uh, I, I've only seen this once, so I, maybe I made it up in a fever dream. But it, that scene continues, and Cassilius goes, Okay, Mr. Doctor. And then Strange goes, No, it's Strange. And then Cassilius goes, Yes, I know, it is. <laughs> like, like that is a strange name. <laughs> Mr. Doctor's a stupid first name. Base. Basically. Yeah, it's, they, they're doing the freaking news on first. Um, we, also get the, uh, we also get the nod to the Avengers where uh, I guess it's Wong, right? Wong talks about how the oh, yeah. Avenger, the Avengers handle the physical threats, like the the, the physical threats of the world. Oh no! Uh, but they handle like the mystical threats or like the the things that are beyond that realm, and so that's pretty cool. That it shows right there, we're getting a little taste of how this film is going to fit within the rest of the MCU. Uh, we we get to see a little bit more of the special effects that are going to be in the film, and. You know, not for nothing, because if you watch like Sharknado Four, the the Fourth Awakens or whatever, Uh-oh. look, look, doing good, like really good special effects that don't take you out of the movie, is not an easy thing to do. Uh, but when movies and movie studios do it really well, you kind of take it for granted. The special effects in Doctor mm. Strange look amazing. What do you think? Yeah, and it's yeah, definitely. Um... I think the best example I can think of uh, for, like, extraneous and just, you know, showing off use of CGI is uh, The Hobbit. Um, I think it's maybe Desolation of Smog. It's whatever Hobbit movie there is of the three, which should have just been one, uh, where Legolas is kind of running on a bridge oh, that's on the, on the Yeah, yeah, with the barrel. He stuff. totally looks like he's out of Mario Brothers. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. it uh, it's it's kind of like... um. Matrix Reloaded levels of uh, levels of bad. Yeah, man, they, but, just, uh, they didn't put a lot of effort into those films. Why did they? I, I, oh. I have no idea. But, uh, yeah, no, this one looks believable. Everything's integrated really well, and that's the hard part to pull off, like uh, where you can do the live-action stuff and have it kind of blend in with the CGI you're doing because they're twisting buildings. Yeah. Uh, it looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It really does. Um Anything else stick out from these various like little teaser, like TV teasers in the international trailer to you? Any anything mm. else that you were like, oh wow, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, man, uh, just the ancient one, dude. Yeah, like bald chicks. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, right? Okay. Well, <laughs> We're learning. We're learning some things about Colossal Chris today. I mean, this, uh, I've said too much. Uh, ladies out there in the CBCU, uh, if you're bald, you know. if you're not, I mean, I I do have the shaving materials. Okay, he's, he's ready. Chris is ready. I'm just saying. Uh, no, I, I mean, yeah, I think the Ooh. I think the cast looks great. Uh, I really liked the the sequence that we got to see, just a brief moment of it, where you see Strange kind of practicing, like with a bunch of other people. Oh yeah, and they're yeah, all yeah, doing cool. like the the movements and the the hand movements and the you see kind of the energy projections. That's really cool. It's also kind of frightening if you think that like maybe he's gonna eventually be the best one at it, but that there's a bunch of other people that can also do this kind of stuff, like. Hmm. You know what does yeah, that what what does that mean? You know, like 
That could be problematic. It's almost like the there line. are a bunch of Tony Starks kind of doing the same thing in their suits. Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- yeah, think about it. If it were an Iron Man film and you saw, like, a hundred Iron Men, like, in formation, like, that would be like, whoa, whoa, what does that mean? Like, what's going to happen here? Like, something's going to happen. And it was an Iron Man 3, and yeah, they didn't all explode. They weren't, like, fake robot Iron Men? Yeah. That's so weird, man. Just... But... I like that movie, and then I don't like that movie. Yeah. It's it, weird. It's a weird one, yeah. I have, a, it's I have a... a lot of weird feelings about that, about Iron Man 3. Uh, <laughs> and I like Shane Black as a director, but just, uh, you know what, that, that'll be another time. Maybe when we do, like, a retrospective okay. on the MCU right. at some point. Um, well, one character that we know we're not going to see, uh, I mean, I'm fairly certain we're not going to see in the Doctor Strange oh, film, I, but hey, maybe, maybe, maybe. I, who knows? Marvel loves to do... I, crazy stuff i feel a segue coming up oh yeah get up get on your feet get ready to plant your feet into that little thing go with them all go on tours of the alamo because we're hitting a segue sir uh see i lost it though i lost the segue. yeah yeah you the I'm, alamo, <laughs> the alamo. <laughs> nothing good ever happens at the alamo that's true <laughs> um i took a bowie knife to the gut and kevin feige has said that Captain Marvel is going to be, or at least up to this oh, yeah. point, is going to be the most powerful character in all of the MCU. Um, right. Now, two two things for, about this. One, Feige doesn't usually lie about these kind of things. Whenever he says stuff like this, it, you, it tends to be true. But, like... The man's what? too busy to try and get that easy kind of shock factor uh, kind of soundbite. But I'm gonna take I'm gonna take uh, umbrage, I guess, with this. Uh, All right, that's a word. Thanos. I mean, I feel like Thanos is gonna be the most powerful character. Maybe he said most powerful hero or superhero. Uh, yeah, most powerful. Guy. I'm just waiting for how 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 this is qualified because Thanos. Sure, uh, the Hulk hasn't he lifted a mountain before? In the comics. Now this is the MCU. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what you know. Hulk is. Oh, okay. He beat he beat that flying caterpillar thing, you know, in Avengers. So he punched that thing yeah. to a stop. All right. That's pretty good. Um, well, yeah. Yeah, but it's kind of interesting. It's almost like I almost feel like it's like Kevin Feige's playing the role of Dana White with the UFC, <laughs> and he's like he's just talking up Ronda Rousey, like he's just talking up Captain Marvel, like she's he's just, a machine. He's just out there with his, be with his shirt untucked. Yeah, he's like hanging out with TMZ, you know, he's probably friends with like Tigra and Nick Young. I don't know, man. I don't know where I'm going with this, but yeah, that's a young man's (laughs) game, dude. (laughs) Uh, But what do you I mean, do you do you my question to you is, do you do you take Kevin at his word? Do you think that Captain Marvel is going to be the most powerful? Let's just say most powerful superhero character not not okay. not villain don't you know thanos is not in this equation oh okay oh, jesus then i well we'll see that we're kind of limiting parameters right so my first question is powerful how i mean because there's a scene in ultron where stark just buys a building that he's just gonna you know fall into and that's that's real power i mean you're talking <laughs> about moving kids dude that's some trump power uh, you can grab yeah. things you can grab things with that kind of power Oh, <laughs> just gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave it at that. 
Leave he did say he needed a hand. Oh, in that movie too. he did. Uh, and he asked a girl. He he, but he did ask. Yeah. Right. He did ask. Yeah. This he is asked. a very important distinction to make. He asked. He asked <laughs> he got... Veronica for a hand. Well, technically, it's his own creation. So is that incestuous? All oh, right. We're too far. Okay. Well, yeah, we're, too we're far. Going down uh, that rabbit hole. Uh, Thor can Thor can move between worlds at will if Heimdall's cool with it. Uh, what else? Uh, Cap threw a motorcycle that one time. That was pretty cool. I mean, That's that pretty strong. He's he's got uh, you know he's got he's got. I mean, that must un- have took this rotor cuff a little. He's got unyielding will because you know he can do this all day. <laughs> yeah. All the yeah. time. Vision Vision has a Infinity Stone in his head. That's true. Well, Star-Lord was able to survive holding one. So. And he survived in space. Right, yeah. brief amount of time. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see, Kevin, I guess is the point that we're trying to make here. Um, I'm just... I'm, I'm, I'm suspect of that comment. We'll see. Not that she Maybe. can't be. She, she totally could be. Yeah. It's just... That's Freddie, women, women, are, women are powerful. Get over it. Okay, don't don't do that. You're you're gonna see because I know that you're joking. But people are gonna take you seriously. It, it's so weird how you and Igor, you know, you, you fell right into his shoes. Right into his shoes. Um, speaking of powerful women, okay. Uh-huh. How about how uh-huh. about how about Daisy Quig Johnson and her Ooh. pal, old Bonehead, old old Ghostface. Uh, Ghostface uh, Killer? Ghostface Killer, yeah. The freaking Wu-Tang. I, I, you can't see it. I'm doing the Wu-Tang thing with my hands. You can't see it. It's okay, but I'm doing it. Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. That's accurate. Um, That's yeah. accurate. This uh, is proven. This a- Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, you know, we're, so, you know, before, Ig did not watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And, and that's fine. Like I said, a lot of people don't. But you and I do. We both... Uh, it's keep right. with the show. So we're going to just keep talking about it because, you know, it is a Marvel property. It's it's sort mm-hmm. of Marvel adjacent in a lot of ways. Uh, it, it is connected, but it kind of isn't. Um, yeah. In, in season two, they had the whole Theta Protocol, right? And that's the helicarrier that shows up in Ages of Ultron. Right. Uh, it's almost like the, the the movies have taken all the credit still. And you know what it is? is? part of the MCU. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the side piece. To the MCU. Right. <laughs> the side piece. Slid in the DMs. Yeah, man. They're like, what you doing? Like, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is who Marvel Studios calls at 2 a.m. You know, like text. Not calls. The text. Like, what you doing? Uh, W-Y-D. W-Y-D. Question mark. Like, that's... Because they're like... They're like stringing them along. They're kind of throwing them a bone every once in a while. Here's some CGI, girl. You got, you got Lady Sif that one time. Um, <laughs> but for the most part, they're like, anytime anyone's paying attention, they're like, no, nah, no, nah, we don't know no Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We don't know. What's that? Uh, we don't know. That's, that's not even my phone. <laughs> um, but this episode was really great. It was. It's. it's I think it's called Blackout. It, it's about some blackouts that happened that may or may not be. Dude, can you say that? I mean, blackouts matter. Oh, my God. Uh... That may or may not be caused by the Inhumans. Um, 
we get a lot of a lot of screen time with with Jason O'Mara's character, uh, whose name I'm I'm forgetting at the moment. I think it's Jeffrey something. He he's the oh, new the director? director of Shield, um, which is pretty cool. And you, you get to you get there's a lot of great action sequences. They're, they use yes. the, the whole blackout sort of aesthetic to to do some really cool special effects stuff. Uh, Ghost Rider actually didn't Ghost Rider at all in the film. Yeah, too. it's kind of it's kind of funny. The the episode has been the strongest so far. Has <laughs> been the one that has the least amount of Ghost Rider. Yeah, I mean it has zero. It, like in terms of the actual Ghost Rider, we zero of him in this episode. He, he goes to the store. He goes to the store for painkillers. <laughs> he goes to the store. He buys some milk. That's his. That's the B storyline for Ghost yeah. Rider. Um. I, I don't know, like, whereas I felt the show was trying too hard because it's in this new time slot where they can be a little edgier and stuff. I feel like the first three episodes were, were trying too hard to, to be edgier. This one was more, like, fit with an actual storyline and character development and was actually just a good television episode as opposed to trying to do specific things uh, because yeah, of its new it's time a- slot. It's inciting incident was actually an incident. It's something happened that forced action. So uh, the other stuff, you know, ghosts running around, but they're actually particle physicists or something. And but Ghost Rider hates them. It it was confused. Uh, even my kind of mocking explanation of it sounded confused. But this part, yeah, the whole picking up the Watchdogs thread from a previous season, where uh, these kind of Minutemen activist types are taking. Uh, taking up arms against the yeah the they're, they're mi- kinda, minority they're, they're, humans. They're kind of like the the riflemen from South Park, like the the ticker dudes. Like, oh, it's, it's those guys, but like not. But it's like, wrestling. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, it's it's really weird. I didn't know Ubisoft was involved with it somehow, but whenever I hear Watch Dogs, I can't help but think of the game. Uh, oh right, right. No, it's um, it was really strong. It did every. You know, we have these characters who are so invested in the whole, just the, the Agent May kind of B-plot. Um, was, I thought really well done. It kind of ended a little bit too quick, but this is still a TV show. Uh, we kind of have to fit it in 48 minutes, but I thought it was really good. It kind of returned to form almost. Yeah, also just a real big shout out from me to uh, Fitz. Dude, one, it's real Shit. quick. Did you see when they have like the yeah, big throwdown where he stabs a dude in the hand? Fucking stabbed him! It was amazing. Right in the hand, yeah. like a freaking like a like a boss man. He just stabs him right in the hand. That's what happens. That's what happens when you get a little bit, little taste of that Jenna, Gemma singularity, and he gets a, he gets right. a bass in your voice. Yeah, he's like, I ain't losing this. Like, I, I literally yelled out to no one because I watched it. I was watching it by myself. I went, you go, Fitz. I yelled, I, I yelled, you go, Fitz, when that happened. And then he also is the one that comes up with this, like, brilliant, weird, homemade, right. like, compass thing that helps them figure out where they need to go by the end of the episode. He MacGyver's situation. Yeah, he kills it in this episode. Like, this is, yeah. like, probably the best most positive fits episode of all time for agents of shield. <laughs> I just liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm actually very, um, 
encouraged about the rest of the season. I keep reading that their ratings are not great, and this might be the last season, uh, which is unfortunate because it really seems like, especially with this episode, they might actually have something here. But we'll, you know, we'll see. Um, okay, so Warner Brothers does have something. Uh, they have uh, some of the most things. popular, most iconic comic book characters of all time in their stable. Mm-hmm. They have something, but they sure, as, they sure as hell don't know what to do with it. Uh, and on that note, they've announced that there are going to be two superhero quote-unquote event films in 2019 and 2020. Now, these are unnamed. Uh, last pod, we talked about The Batman, and mm-hmm. it's it's sort of speculated that, you know, that film might be coming in 2018, but it's possible that a Batman film may, might not be coming until 2019. Maybe that's one of these two spots here. Um, right. But beyond speculating in, in our situation, like, what films do you think that will those two films be? I'm going to ask you something different. Yeah. What are the two DC films that you would like to see in those two spots? One in 2019 Ooh. and one in 2020. Wow. Um, okay. Maybe anything from yeah. a solo superhero film to uh-huh. an event film, like a, you know, like a crisis on infinite earths or a flashpoint, right. you know, if, it, right. if it's like that kind of story, but w- what would you like to see in those spots? So, man, off the top of my head, they can't really do a Teen Titans one because Cyborg's already involved in Justice League. So, I mm. mean, they could. They could just change the roster. Yeah, that's true. And I wouldn't put it past um, them to do that. Put Speedy in there. Uh, I don't know. I, I've always kind of, in the Justice League animated series, there was that one episode where they had the Justice Lords, kind of like an alternate timeline. Um I think it was kind of playing off of a uh, Red Sun, um, where Superman's kind of just like you know really authoritarian and the kind of like lobotomizes evildoers and shit. Yeah, that's straight up Red um, Sun. Man, that's a great, great. And I've brought this up before. And I think even uh, Jay uh-huh. and I talked about it. Red Sun is amazing, and I'm gonna plug it again. Yeah. If you're listening to this podcast and you're looking for something to read comic wise, Red Sun should be towards, if not at the top of the list. It is so fantastic. Yep. Uh, just it's so good. I literally read it in one night and was like, I have to read it again. I read it twice. Like I read it immediately again, right after I finished it. Like I had to go back and be like, Oh my God. And read it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really good. It's really, really good. So that'd be really cool if they could do that somehow. Um, right. if something goes wrong in the justice league universe or justice league kind of movie and it creates that timeline. So mm-hmm. that's the 2019 version. And then 2020 kind of fixes everything. Right. That would be really cool to see. Two high concepts, I think. Probably not going to get any writers <laughs> who could pull that off. Or director with the vision to do that. Jeff Johns, but, uh, where are you at? Zack Snyder, please stay away. <laughs> please stay away. There's no way he can handle this. No. Absolutely cannot uh, handle it. But that, yeah, if I if I were in the circus, that'd be my shit. That'd be, that'd be amazing. Yeah, I think anything with an alternate timeline, whether it be like crisis on infinite earth. So we have multiple earths or multiple timelines or fractured timelines, mm-hmm. like a, like a flashpoint or like a, like a, a zero. I think it's zero hour, zero crisis. 
Um, any any of those things. Actually, you know what? I take it all back. I mean, I, I still Uh-oh. I still believe in all that, but I'll tell you right now what I would love to say. Uh oh. There's Zatara? no way. There's <laughs> there's no way they have the balls to do it. Not 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 in a million years. I would love to see Blackest Night, which is essentially a superhero, supervillain zombie film, and oh. it's one of my favorite all-time DC stories. Um, basically, you have a villain called the Black Hand, who gains this sort of ultimate power, and he he's able to bring back any and every dead hero or villain in the in the universe, and and make them join his side and kind of be his army. And what happens is, as those characters kill off the the heroes and villains that are alive, and they die, they become these zombie things. No, join the army. So like they at one point they kill Superman and he becomes a zombie Superman, and it's it's such a cool thing. There's no way they're gonna do it. <laughs> no, <laughs> the cooler it is, the less chance of it ever happening. There's just, there's just no way. Um, with that no. being said, and this is a perfect segue for the next topic, this to me, and I'm not, I'm just gonna go right here and say it. I don't think is very cool at all. So of course they're gonna do it. Of course Uh-oh. they are, because it's a terrible idea. And if there's one uh-huh. thing I've learned, it's anytime there's a terrible idea, uh, it's definitely gonna happen. And that is, they are making a Power Rangers Justice League comic book <clears throat> i don't know why wow, the, i don't the crossover event nobody asked literally for. nobody asked for this now i'm not shitting on power rangers uh that's not really my thing but i know people that love it people that grew up with it in the 90s uh and that's fine there's a lot to like about power rangers i think i remember power rangers <clears throat> well oh member berries yeah dude Another South, how many South Park references are we going to drop in this podcast? Remember the Green Ranger? Oh, the Green Ranger, I remember. Remember the dinosaur b- mechazord? B- yeah, I don't know. Um, remember, <laughs> remember the sword flute? I remember that. Um, oh, but the Power, Ra- Power Rangers on their own are fine. And the Power Rangers universe is fine. It's got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, yeah. You can tell a lot of great stories in that universe. The Justice League is fine on its own. There's a lot of great stories mm-hmm. you can tell there. Never shall so the two intertwine. <laughs> like, they don't need to meet. This is kind of like... This is actually worse than Archie meets the Punisher, which did happen in the 90s, thanks. Uh, because that's so weird, it's kind of kitschy and funny. Right. This is just like, why are you doing this? There's no, There's no need. It'd be like if they... They're like Predator versus the Ghost Rider. It's like no, no, no. We don't need that. Nobody needs that. Nobody cares. Um, I might care. Okay. Well, okay. And so I cede the floor to you, sir. How, how do you feel about Power Rangers and Justice League teaming up into the comic event of the day? Probably the day that it comes out. The in day. <laughs> uh, it's probably gonna make all its money in China. Uh. Oh, yeah. It's really weird. they're they're probably not even banking on domestic release. It's, I mean, because it's they're going to distribute it to it's places. The global that, market. Yeah, they, they don't usually get the spectacle type movies. So uh, if they do do it, like you said, it's probably going to make us money. Um, it's really weird pool. I mean, why? <laughs> oh wait, we talking about this is just cro- comic crossover. It's just though. comic. It's I'm, just a comic. 
I'm already going ahead to the next step because that's the inevitable conclusion. Uh, yeah, it's exactly the Power Ranger movie is kind of coming out pretty soon. Um, yeah, it's a it's a weird pull. It's, I mean, it'd be funnier to see the fans of both uh, properties fight each other than the actual characters. I mean, here's my problem with this. Beyond the fact that I have just I have zero interest in whatever story they're gonna tell. Yeah. If you're going to make them fight, which they probably will, mm-hmm. it's a no contest, right? I mean, you've got Superman and Wonder Woman and, to a lesser degree, Green Lantern and Flash, um, who are supremely like, overpowered compared to the Power Rangers right. characters. I mean, the, the Power these, Rangers yeah, these, are these like... Guys just... They're rangers. They're like they're like park rangers, but with little zappy guns. <laughs> with the with the mechazoids. Oh, the mechazoids, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Power Rangers Voltron would have been better, but no, right? It's, it's... Or Transformers. Power Rangers Transformers also would have worked better. Also, Transformers Voltron. Can we get that happening? Also, Voltron Power Rangers, which I think you already said. <laughs> I'm really excited now. See, I just named. Yeah. We, we just named. Now three you're rounding the bases. We're coming home. Right now, we in just in literally ten seconds, you and I just came up with three better alternatives to whatever right. the hell Let's it is it. that they're doing. I just, I don't know, man. You know, it's like, I like. I, I sometimes like to try to think, how did this happen? How did we get here? Yeah. And I think what happened is probably somebody saw or heard that there was a Power Rangers movie coming out, an executive Warner Brothers, and they were like, Power Rangers are back? Ah, the kids love the Power Rangers. Well, what do we got to do? What do we got? Uh, Justice League. All right, let's have the Justice League meet the the Power Rangers. And and, and that's what happened. Like, they're just, they're trying to figure out, how can we just, just steal money from hardworking parents? Like, (laughs) what can we, what can we trick the children into doing? You know? Uh Uh-oh. That sounds devious. I don't know. Maybe that's a bit more sinister and cynical than, than it needs to be. But but I feel like that's a lot of how this stuff happens. Anytime I see something that seems really asinine and I'm just like, where did why is this happening? It's almost always because somebody thought they could make money from it. Right? Um, yeah. Speaking of making money. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, wow, that's an interesting segue. Uh, so John, John Bernthal who was making some cache over at New York City Comic Con. Uh, I don't know what his appearance fee is at this point, but, you know, I think... I want to say... I want to say that, like, Chris Evans gets, like, 200000 for for two days. Ooh, it's bold. I mean, that's... So... Before we get on to this topic, actually, though, I have, I have, a, we, uh-huh. I have a, we have a surprise of sorts. Um, I'm gonna. I don't honestly know how this is gonna work, so I'm gonna. I'm gonna try uh, right. to do this. But we may yeah. have a special guest coming in right now. Uh, bear with me while I try to do this because I've honestly never tried it before. Here but we go. Here we go, gentlemen. So as we're waiting for our special guest, uh, to to, to come on in, uh, as I was saying, John Bernthal was asked in a very rapid kind of Q&A thing that a lot of these uh, celebrities do at these panels. But one of the questions he was asked was, 
who would win in a fight, the Punisher or Batman? But the way that he answered it was, who would win in a fight, the Punisher? And then he immediately said, the Punisher. Punisher! And then the person, the little Meek fan was like, oh, or Batman. Um, and then everyone was like, oh! Okay, that being said, do we have our special guest on the line? Speak for me if you're there, please. Oh my god. There um, he is! I, yeah. There he I, is! <laughs> the dude, president uh, I, and CEO of Snark Industries. The um, um, incorrigible, invincible Ignacio. How are you doing, sir? Dude, I feel like I've spent the last two months in like the Sanctum Sanctorum. Like I've lost all all sense of space and time. Yeah. Um, are, you the, are you in the Phantom Zone or possibly the negative yeah. zone? Sanctum Sanctorum, yeah. What did you uh, say? This was a podcast? <laughs> what what is that? <laughs> um so real quick man uh we're you know we I want your opinions on everything that's happened in comic books and comic movies for the last I don't know 8 to 8 to 10 weeks. Go. 8 to 10 weeks. Okay. Um Wolverine. Wow. Yeah. That Black movie Widow. was great, huh? Black Widow. Logan? Really good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We're not really going to do that uh except be ridiculous. But um so Chris obviously uh, you can hear Chris didn't even know this was going to happen. Hey Chris. How's it going, man? Uh, what's up, man? Not bad. But we got Ig here. We've got Chris. We've got me. This is fantastic. Ig, um, I don't know if you heard uh, as you were coming on to the podcast, uh, the thing that we were talking about is that John Barenthal, the guy, obviously the guy that played Punisher, was at New York City Comic Con, and he was doing a quick Q&A thing, and they asked him who would win in a fight, the Punisher or Batman. And literally, as as they said, the Punisher, he just said, the Punisher. Before they even got to the other part of whoever the Punisher was fighting. And, and I, the funny thing is, I've seen this news story come up multiple times in a few different places. I'm not really sure why these are news stories. Uh, even in comic fan circles. Because, of course, John Bernthal is going to say the Punisher is going to win. That's the character he plays. Of course he's going to say that. If Anna Kendrick were Squirrel Girl and they asked her who would win in a fight, Squirrel Girl or Thanos... She would probably say Squirrel Girl, like, or you know. I hope they don't make a Squirrel Girl movie because I don't want to hear you, you butcher that. I don't. I don't think you can even say Squirrel. Squirrel. Squirrel Girl. Like you're just saying Squirrel. Squirrel Girl. Um, yeah, this isn't a news item. I don't. Why is this being covered covered on comic book characters? Because it's about. Let's a move on, dude. I mean, man. of course, John Berthold is going to say Punisher. Well, I just think that's it's why he didn't have to hear. I mean, what if it was like Punisher versus Thanos? He'd say, Yeah, Punisher. But that's what he's going to say. What right? was so, Punisher? Punisher versus Shane. <laughs> oh right god why didn't That's they ask goal. that at least that would make him probably pause for a second well also by the way and i'll probably throw the this little because it's like a four minute video one of the other questions <laughs> you ig you'll love this one of the other questions was by a eugene type character where <laughs> he said uh what what was your favorite weapon to use on daredevil season two <laughs> jumperthal oh, looked at him like what the fuck, dude? Seriously? Why did you ask? They have to answer such and he, asinine he questions. Just was just I, like, yeah. He was just like, um, uh, I, the, the guy I killed with a blade of glass or whatever. Like, you know, like, <laughs> he was just like, why are you asking that question? You know? I went to a Star Wars convention. Yes, I know. I'm a nerd. But, um, Wait, no, Star were... Trek, wasn't it? Ah, uh, Star Yeah, Star Trek. Sorry. Um, 
not that big of a nerd, I guess. Sorry, fuck I, that I miss you uh, miss speaking things like that all the time. <laughs> I bet. So they were data was I think it was data. Um, yeah. What's his name? Brent. Brent Spiner. Spiner. Um, and the people. Oh my god, dude! The questions he got. One guy was like, "There was one uh, episode where Data uh, dies. So, uh, uh, what was it like to die?" That was the question. <laughs> oh man! How, like, how much of a method actor are you? <laughs> Jesus. Um, so anyway, dude. Yeah, they get they get some terrible questions. I, you know, my friend Drew questions. was at that Comic Con. Um, uh-huh. I didn't ask. Him. I'll have to ask him if he was at the John Bernthal thing. He was at the Defenders thing, which seemed pretty cool. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah. Please, please uh, ask him and see what what he what he says. Uh, Chris, you've you've been to a few comic cons as well. Do you recall any particularly grown worthy type questions in any of the panels that you've been to? Man, there was this one. Uh, I went to. It was it Elmo City Comic Con? I think they had David Hayter there for some reason, the voice actor for uh, Snake in Metal Gear Solid. Um, so this is one cosplayer who was you know dressed up as snake of course he goes up there and he just starts talking for like two or three minutes uninterrupted yeah and you it's just he never came to a question it's just you could tell it was just raw nerves dude was real nervous talking to snake so it was just uh, i mean conventions are already awkward enough you have everybody saying oh oh excuse me oh excuse me please excuse me if, if they touch your shirt the wrong way uh so there's already like a little ball of nervousness oh, and anxiety. There's so much nervous energy. Yeah. Yeah, just to be, just to have that presented on a microphone for the entire hall to hear. That's the worst part. So, so my one of my favorite uh, weird, uh, you know, questions is that one time I got to see Stan Lee speak uh, at one of the Alamo City Comic Cons, and the, this guy came up and he introduced himself. He said where he was from. He said what he did as a day job. Okay. Ooh. Uh he said he said how long he's been at the convention for no reason. Try, trying and, to build a narrative. Yeah. And then he went into a I'm a I'm a uh, 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 I remember this. He said I'm an advanced comic book writer, which whatever that means. I don't even know what that means. That's not even a real <laughs> sentence. That's not a real thing. He said he was an advanced <laughs> comic book writer. And then he proceeded to explain his story that he was writing for like four minutes. And Stan Lee, uh, one, can't hear that well at this point, you know, in his life. And so what usually happens is people ask him a question. uh, The moderator, who's right next to him, repeats the question right back to Stan Lee, and then he answers. This person was talking for like four minutes straight about their stupid sarcophagus Egyptian mummy story <laughs> and and finally the moderate like they finally like you could you could hear like the the crowd getting really restless about this it was wasting a lot of time like Stan only has so much time finally the moderator is like she just like looks at everyone like I don't know how to how to repose that as a question like re, you know to, to Stan and she just goes um he, he's a writer he he wants to write comic books and Stanley just without skipping a beat goes, "Good. Then you should be writing instead of talking." <laughs> but he, but he, he meant it like not as a jerk. Like I don't think he meant it like as a jerk. I think he really meant it like, like put your efforts 
into your writing. No, he meant it as a jerk. He's just Stan Lee and charming, and he knows how to do it. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe. But it was it was great. It was great. Everybody laughed, and it kind of made the uh, awkward four minutes worth it. Um, <laughs> so, Ig, uh, what were you guys talking about? Like, what when talked, I when I signed on? We talked about quite a bit. We talked about Doctor Strange trailers. Uh, did you happen to see the new Star Wars Rogue One trailer? No. No, I just hear people talking about it being like the greatest movie of all time after everyone said it was going to suck yeah, like that, a month ago. That's kind of what we were talking about. It does look really yeah. good. It looks very adult. It looks literally like the polar opposite of uh, episode one, where episode one is very kiddish and kiddy and, uh, you know, kind of ridiculous. This movie's very... I think in the, by the way, I think in the next trailer, Forrest Whitaker, they're just going to kill him in, in the trailer. In the trailer. It's so obvious he's going to die. That's the other thing. Okay, right. here we go. Here we go. You, you can actually add into this. So right as of right now, Chris and I, we've, we've made like a Deadpool, no pun intended, uh, of who's going to die in Star Wars Rogue One. Right now we've got Forrest Whitaker dead, Asian dude, with the, 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 the Donatello with the bow staff. Definitely. Dead. Oh yeah. Already halfway uh, dead. He's blind. Uh, yeah. uh, so those two are dead. The the guy that plays like the the Grand Marf Tarkin, uh, Tarkin, uh the, the 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 Imperial dude uh, who's like on his knees or something by the end of the trailer because Darth Vader is there. Oh, yeah, that guy's dead. Um, I'll tell you, he's not gonna die, Darth Vader. Okay. That's a bold that move. Bold, That's, man. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Bold, well, you know, someone's got to go out on a limb here. <clears throat> bold prediction. Do you, is there anyone else that you think, uh, obviously you just gave your opinion about Darth Vader. Well, anyone else I, I that mean, you think dude, is going to die? Unless got, George Lucas gets a hold of New Hope and starts CGIing all these characters back in, like, none of these people are in that movie, so, I you mean, think they're all yeah, dead. everyone's gone. Yeah, they're all dead. I think there's, I mean, I, and that's something that else that we brought up, that if it's going to stay true to the canon of kind of Star Wars that they probably all should die. Like, they should all be dead because they're not really referenced otherwise in the films. Um, what else did we talk about? Uh, oh, you know what? Because, you know, we talked about... You missed it last week, but we talked about the first episode of Luke Cage. Chris has his reservations. Yeah, actually, I heard the podcast, guys. You guys did an awesome job. Um, uh, what, what, I, are your, what are your first... thoughts? Now, I think you're actually ahead of me uh, because I've only seen half <laughs> that would of the be second sad episode. Because <laughs> I barely have time. To do anything, and I've watched three episodes. Yeah, you are ahead of me. Um, wow. I've got like you know, I mean, I'm you know, we're, I'm getting there. I'm gonna get there. But the, I'll just say the, something. I mean, I know that it's canon, but oh, it's just it's it's cringe where every time I see Shades and his name is Shades, and I know it's part of the comic book world, but still, it's like fuck me. Um, <laughs> comics sometimes can just be so ridiculous. Well, yeah, uh, they are. They definitely right. are. What uh, I, um, but what do you yeah, think about no, the no, show no, overall? Okay. Do you are you love it? Do you, do you like I think it's it? great. I mean, it definitely fits right in with with Daredevil and Jessica Jones. I think. Um, you I know, know, I was kind of worried that maybe one of these series would just dip in quality to the point where it wouldn't really fit in with that universe. But no, it seems like it's well done. Um, there's some good acting. You know, what it's a it's a comic book show. It's there's still like kind of canned dialogue and some kind of weak acting in there. But overall, I, I think it's good. The music's really good. Cool. I like the actor who plays Cottonmouth. Um, yeah, I mean, Luke Cage is kind of like a cardboard character. There's not a whole lot to him, but... Right, he's almost but... more like a vehicle for everything else to happen around him. Right? Yeah, like, and by the way, man, did we call Pop going? I mean, jeez. Oh, wait, how many how many episodes have you watched, dude? 
uh, like one and three fourths. Oh God damn it! Did I just spoil something for you? <laughs> no, it's okay. I, I was. I mean, I don't. The old guy dies. I mean, I we we predicted yeah, well, we, that. We called so this, not really we called this before the show aired, dude. Not, I mean, in the trailer, it was pretty clear. Pop was a goner. Um, yeah, no, I'm not worried about that. Uh, do you? What was I going to say? Uh, do you feel because I know you're a huge fan of The Wire? Do you feel like those comparisons that people were making to The Wire before we actually got to see the show? Do you feel like those were appropriate? I think it's the way you phrase it. I mean, no, it's you can't compare this to The Wire. It's not anywhere near that kind of show. Is it? Are there certain things where you can see that they drew some inspiration from The Wire? Yeah, sure. But no, it's not. I mean, it's nothing like The Wire. They've all, <laughs> one thing that I think they definitely took from The Wire was the word parlay because they say it like a million <laughs> times in yeah. the first three episodes. Wow. And like the only other show I've ever heard really use that word was The Wire. So um, that was one thing that like really jumped out at me. Um, Clear, clearly influenced, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, outside of that, I think, um, you know, showing the kind of, uh, you know, the police side of things and then the kind of criminal underworld side of things is somewhat similar to The Wire. But <clears throat> but no, I mean, the, you know, it's not it's not as nearly as ambitious as The Wire or anything really like that show. But having said oh. that, I mean, I think I think they were inspired on it, you know, inspired by it, and and I think that, that's a good thing. Just curious, uh, are those the twins in the background that we're hearing? Can you hear that? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. But yeah, yeah. That no, is that's one great. Of two babies. Yeah. Which which are we? Uh, which which one? Is Sabine. Uh, she's staring right at me, and I have a pa- I keep putting a pacifier in her mouth um, because she makes noise when it falls. She starts crying when it falls out. <laughs> And I think she wants to eat soon, so yeah, that's my life. Bean the jelly bean. That's that's a, yeah, that's good. I didn't. I'm, I might start calling her jelly bean from now on. Yeah. Um, no, she's really cute though. Yeah, man. C- congratulations, she's, she's by the way. Been uh, me for the last half an hour, I think she's like trying to send me signals, like, dude, feed me. <laughs> she's like, I'm gonna progressively get louder until you do something. Oh, now she has hiccups. Can you hear that? Yeah. Yeah, she's she's, okay. she's pulling out all the stops, man. You know, yeah, she's. I know she's, this is like this is her greatest hits. She's like got her bag of tricks that she's like, look, Dad, you gotta, you gotta step it up here, real quick. So, um, by the way, before we yeah, get yeah. out of Star, Star Wars talk, um, yeah. because soon I'm gonna have to make a decision on the order of uh, I'm gonna present these movies to my kids. Um, what do you guys think? Like, Ooh, how should ori- I do original trilogy? So yeah, okay, but like, but young kids, I think, are way more attracted to the to the more recent Star Wars movies, right? But I the, think the original I, ones are better, obviously, but like they're old. I think but I think a part of the reason that that's sort of true is that because when when Phantom Menace and all that stuff came out, those are the more like the kids those are more, you know what I mean? Like they came out in 1999, so they're more recent. Right. If you would ask kids born 15 years after a new hope came out they would they would all say new hope it's just because they were exposed to a phantom menace and attack of the clones and all that i think as long as you have would C- you be cruel, cruel of me to R2-2. pretend that phantom menace doesn't it doesn't exist no i think you can no, totally not, definitely ob- not ob- omit it yeah it's okay i'm gonna see how long i can go without them ever discovering phantom menace yeah it's I, about characters it's about uh, uh, if you watch it like in like actual like uh, Phantom Menace first and all throughout that, Anakin's the main character. So 
it totally kind of steps over Luke's arc. I mean, the whole the whole Scion thing, where he discovers that he he's so much more than he is. That's kind of lost a little bit. So I I stick with the original trilogy first. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Good yeah. to know. Plus, you have you have the Force Awakens now that like does the whole generation and Rogue thing. One, and and right. you're gonna have Rogue One. Yeah. So I think there's plenty of material without even having to dip into the the prequel trilogy. Um, Real quick before we, we wrap up, because uh, we did do a, a, quite a bit of Doctor Strange talk, um, and I know that you were pretty jazzed as the more exposure you got to the film. Uh, do you still feel that way? Is there anything that you've seen, you know, since then that has made you feel otherwise? Or are you still pretty psyched for the movie, which is coming? Yeah, out man. I mean, a couple of weeks. I'm gonna be up for pretty much any Marvel movie until they start sucking, because like they're they're just on a roll right now, and. They just know how to, they know how to pull these movies off, and even the ones that were like separate from the kind of you know connected universe, like Guardians of the Galaxy, was like a runaway hit. Uh, I don't think Doctor Strange is going to be that kind of movie. Um, I think it's probably going to be a little harder to get people invested in this kind of character. This world is so different from what they've done. I guess you could say the same thing about Guardians, but um, but no, I mean you got a top notch, top notch cast. Uh, um, you know, whitewashing aside. Uh, and yeah, no, I think it's and it looks cool. It yeah. looks like Inception. As long that's, as the story makes some 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 sense, I think they'll be. I think it's pretty safe that that's going to be a decent movie. I think it's me. I one thing I have heard um, from a couple of people that saw like a ten minute preview of it is that that the Doctor Strange character is very quippy and very much kind of in the same mold as Tony Stark. And some people are speculating facial hair, bros. Facial hair, bro. Facial hair, bros. Uh, some people are speculating that maybe that's because they're going to kind of phase out Robert Downey Jr. as he's gotten older, and you know, especially post uh, Infinity War, that maybe Doctor Strange and Cumberbatch are going to take a more prominent role and kind of be. I mean, honestly, if that if that's the case, that would be another brilliant move by Marvel. I mean, they're just they're one step ahead, right? They're just, just passing they're thinking the right? long term. It's just like, you know, it's like a very successful like sports franchise, you know, it's like they know their star player is going to retire. So they just start planning for that years in advance and not just like, oh, shit, you know, the year that he's gone, we have to all of a sudden restructure our whole team. Um, yeah, no, that, that that would make sense. I don't know if Doctor Strange is really like that. I mean, would you say he's that kind of he's not that kind of character in the comics? No, you think not, that would be not really too, at all. Straying too far away from the comic version. I think it depends on how well they pull it off in the movie. If it seems natural in the movie, then you know what they're going to do. They'll just start writing the character in the comic more like the one in the movie. And well, yeah, eventually right, which we've seen. So I don't know. I mean, I, but I'm not the hugest like Doctor Strange fan. Like I've read a few of the comics back in the day. The Oath, by the way, is really really good. For anyone out there that is like excited about the movie, they don't read the comics. But you want to know where to start? There's a mini series called The Oath, written by um, Brian K. Vaughn. Uh, that's really, really good. So, Chris, you're, you're a big Brian K. Vaughn fan, right? BKV. Yeah. Yes, sir. So, have you read The Oath? I have not. Doctor I've read. Uh, yeah. Anytime I see like a any BKV though, it's it's definitely a good bet. Yeah, it's a good story. It's a really good story. It's like a four to six issue arc, and it's it's really great. Um, well, man, I think you guys I, these hiccups. Oh my god, yeah. so loud. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you might have to edit these out. No, 
Oh yeah, like I'm gonna be doing like I'm gonna do editing. No way, no way. You're gonna be extra effort. It's a raw. Yeah. It's a raw. It's a raw cut, man. Comic book characters is always raw cut. Hey, it was so great to have you on again. Um, I think that wraps yeah, it up. Yeah, I'm glad I was able to week. get on. And Chris, always a pleasure. Colossal Chris is where we're going with. I also said the not concentrated, Ugh. and he wasn't too happy Colossal about Chris. that. You know, you know, another thing I'll I want to mention in the other room, my wife is watching Deadpool. I somehow managed that. Um, oh, wow. She's doing it by herself. <laughs> but Ryan, yeah. Ryan Reynolds, I mean. I don't think she's even a Ryan Reynolds guy. Ooh, I think she just wow. likes the kind of crass humor. Wow. Yep. You got a good one there. You got, yeah, the, no. you got the right one. Um, well, Ig, you know, since I've been actually doing this for you since you've been gone, but since you're here, you can go ahead and, 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 and sign us off. Oh, God. It would be my pleasure. Um, yeah. Well, thanks again, Chris, man. You, you're doing a kick-ass job. And yeah. Sure. Thanks. Nick, uh, I was going to say thanks for making time, but, I mean, I don't – you guys, you just told me when you were on and I came on. So I don't I don't know if I need to thank you, <laughs> Al, but I guess. Thanks for at least asking. You're welcome. Um, anyway, it was great talking to you guys. Um, and until next week, the Fortress of Potitude is closed. Stay super, everyone. Take care. Later, guys. Later, guys.